Hello, today is uh, day 66 of the Daily New Testament first quarter. We're going over Romans 9. Um, The devotional part, the author did a good job kind of giving an explanation. So I'll go ahead and, and read that part for us before we go into it. He says, this is targeted towards the Jewish people in the Church of Rome. Jews would have taken their great pride in their heritage and assumed they had a special place in God's heart. Paul points out that even within their own history, there were close descendants of Abraham, the father of the nation of Israel, who were not chosen by God. Abraham's son Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. It was through Jacob the nation of Israel came into existence, not Esau. Jews would have been well aware that Jacob was far from perfect. In some ways, Esau seemed to be better behaved. Therefore, if Abraham's grandson could be rejected, how much more so a Jew from many generations later? So with that, We'll go ahead and go into Romans 9. And it's not too long, so I'll go ahead and read it for us. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race. The people of Israel, theirs is the adoption to sonship. There's the divine glory, the covenant, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promise. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who descended from Israel are Israel, nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it was through Isaac that their offspring would be reckoned. In other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offsprings. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived at the same time by the father Isaac. Yet, before the twins were born, one had done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose and election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not, therefore, depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, I raise you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that through my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and hardens whom he wants to harden. One of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? 
does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purpose and some for common? What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory? Even us, whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles, he says to Hosea, I will call them from my people who are not my people. And I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called children of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the Israelites would be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant would be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on the earth with speed and finality. It is just as Israel said previously, unless the Lord Almighty had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom and we would be like Gomorrah. What then shall we say, that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith? But the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not obtained their glory. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, see, I lay in Zion a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that will make them fall. And the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Father, Thank you for Jesus and what he did on the cross for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you can speak wisdom into us and help us understand things like we just read. Um, honestly, a lot of times when I read it back and forth, uh, it, it says one thing and then it turns around and says the other. It gets a little confusing, um, although I know there's deeper meanings in them, but it's hard for me to at least understand what all those meanings are. And I thank you for people who are able to help show us, but most importantly, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being able to speak to our hearts and show us your secrets to uh, the scriptures. And I ask that we remember that you had those hidden treasures for us and that you, you put them there for us to find and to give us that desire to seek your word, to find those hidden treasures. Help us not to focus on the task and try to, even though we say we're not trying to earn our salvation, but by doing the works, we end up uh, kind of, we end up in a sense trying to earn it instead of believing by faith. Although you can believe by faith, and still do the same works, and it be okay. But what is in our hearts is hard to understand, at least for us. But you weigh the measures of our heart. Um, your word is able to uh, cut even bone and marrow, soul and spirit. So help us 
to learn our hearts, what our heart intentions are. And if they're not in faith of you, help us to see that and repent of it and turn to you so that we're able to accept you and accept your ways by faith. And and help us to understand times when it seems contradictory or uh, it doesn't seem like you. We're kind of like the you have mercy on who you have mercy and you harden or compassion on who you have compassion and then talking about Pharaoh and hardening. I know there's definitely times I've read those scriptures and thought, well, that's not very fair. But I know there's deeper understandings there that uh, I don't always understand, but you do because you're God. And help us to, even when we don't understand it, to have faith to trust you and follow you. Help us to believe in um, believe in him who we will never be put to shame. Help us to remember that you put those uh, that there are obstacles sometimes in our way, not as something bad, but as something to show our decisive ways. Um, to show the true meanings of our hearts. So help us help us to have peace in that and understand it and when we come across those paths to choose life, to choose wisely, to choose faith and hope and love and to and to just follow after you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.